Welcome to Wine with Megan Mel. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Mel Gilchrist from my master of wine, Meg Brotman. Meg, today we are talking different types of vines. We are. Specifically old ones. We are. So we've got same producer, Yalumba, and we're looking at um, non-specified age bush vine yep. versus older vines versus older vines. And there's only three wines. We just want to see if we can pick a di- see if there's a, a difference. So what are we expecting? Yeah. <laughs> and so I've I've done a little bit on vines before. Um I did um like a I did a Jensen's Robertson like writing competition thing and I interviewed to Bilk about their old vines. And the viticulturalist almost said to me like doesn't make that much of a difference in taste. They're just cool and interesting. It's a piece of history. Okay. And then I spoke to the St. Hallett winemaker for a different story and she was like, no, old vines have so much character and they bring so much to wine. And so that is why I really wanted to explore the difference between old vines because I'm getting all these different stories and it's like, does the age of a vine really make a difference? And did you did you taste the wines? I mean, did it make a difference? Um, uh, I had nothing to compare it to. Right. Which is difficult because you're like, yeah, this this might taste amazing and delicious, but, I mean, is that because it's the old vines or is it just nice fruit and good winemaking? So it'll be interesting to compare these because we have yes. sort of the bush vine, which is the OG old vine, yep. but we don't know how necessarily how old it is versus yep. a stated age of vines on the label. So we have a bit of information. Cool. Okay. Well, before we get into it, what's your drinking? I had a um, Valley, V-A-L-L-I, mm-hmm. from Central Otago Pinot the other night at the- Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, sorry, at the graduation diploma dinner. Okay. Um, all our students, if you want to do diploma, uh, they have a $100 budget. They can go downstairs in the Prince and choose any bottle of wine that they want. Half the table does white, half the table does red, and the people at the end of the table do four to five. Oh, my God, that or, is so cool. Yeah. So it's an amazing- um, Opportunity. I can't even begin to remember. There was a, a ferment from. Um, cool. Yeah. So there's some really interesting wines, but we had. Um, what? As a, what is just a, like a still wine? Ta- straight table wine. Yeah. Oh, ferment, which how is was from uh, very acidic and a little bit sort of oxidized, but it was okay. Mm. It was okay. It, it's so that interesting. Is, um, that's the grape that makes Tokai. Tokai. Yeah. It's from yeah. Hungary. Uh, but we had the Valley Pinot, and it just reminded me. Um, I'd had their Riesling. They'd been. I'd been given a bottle when I judged the New Zealand Wine Show. Yep. Um, it just reminded me how great Central Otago Pinot can mm. be from great vineyards. I mean, it's probably hugely expensive. Yeah. It's probably up towards the hundred dollars because the students, you know, they try and push their budget as much as possible, and yep. so they should. Uh, it was absolutely. Del- <laughs> it was absolutely. Delicious. Yeah. We had it with, there was some steak, but also it's going to sound weird, a pea and broad bean risotto that had so much parmesan cheese it kind of just worked with the pinot. Anyway. All right. Nice. Yeah, that's what we had. Uh, fun fact? Well, fun fact, just on old vines, um, a couple of years ago Chile was obviously threatened with massive bushfires pulling out some of their older Vine material. Now they have older bush vines like we do, but there's also these vines that have been left just to grow up trees. They are literally like forests. They're 400 years old. So the vines were brought in by the conquistadores, by the Spanish, and planted. And these 
when you just leave a vine to go, it'll climb and they literally look like forests. They're amazing. And they still harvest them. People make oh some God, wine. so cool. Um, and they have to climb up ladders to harvest the fruit. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was just thinking about those and if you can find an image. I've got an image somewhere that I'll send you and you can post it. Amazing. Quite amazing. So, yeah, we're on old vines. All right. I found the information as well, so I can give us okay. some commentary along the way. So, you give us the commentary on the first one, which is the Lumber Barossa bush vine Grenache. Why don't you start with talking about what a bush vine is, so, so then I can bush introduce vine. the wine. So, I'll pour out wine before and while I talk. So, when we put vineyard in, we trellis it. Yep. And the reason we trellis it, so we have stump sticks in the ground. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then we have wires. Yep. And then we put the arms mm-hmm. down on the wires so that we. <laughs> Sorry, but I love that you're doing action. You're on a podcast. I'm a little teapot. No one can see. <laughs> <laughs> so we put the arms down. And if yep. we put permanent arms down, they're called cordons. Yeah. So they stay there forever. Yeah. But if we change the little arms every year, they're mm-hmm. called canes. Yeah. Okay. So what happens with bush vines is there's no trellis. So -hmm. they just grow. So they have to be what we call, it's literally got like the head of the vine, the crown of the vine, and then we do what's called spur pruning. So Mm -hmm. it looks like a thumb and like you're doing a little gun with your thumb and forefinger. So we leave um, sort of two nodes so that'll grow the two shoots. And then when they grow, the shoots grow and they produce foliage, they'll fall forward and all the fruit kind of gets yeah. hidden amongst it. So it's like cousin it. Oh, that's a really good way and to describe then it. all the fruit's on their inside yeah. so it gets protected from the big sunshine. Yeah. So in – It literally looks like a bush. It literally looks like a bush. Right, rather like, than like a tall standing vine. If any of you like have seen Blazing Saddles, they've got the burning bush of Moses. <laughs> <laughs> like anyway, um, so back in the day, yeah. two, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, we didn't have trellises. So we had. And everything was done by hand. So yeah. we just let them grow. So what's happened in many countries, southern part of France, Spain, and obviously Australia in the Barossa, is yeah. we've just kept these vines. So a bush vine is one that has no trellising, usually very low yielding because it can't support a lot of fruit. Yeah. Um, they planted quite far apart and they all sprawl and mm. they always have to be hand-picked. So this is Grenache we from Barossa, so we're expecting high levels of alcohol, lots of strawberry it's fruit. It's usually Grenache. Is there much bush vine going on that isn't Grenache? Shiraz. Shiraz, Shiraz as well. Yeah, yep. okay. Um, but usually because traditionally in the south of France, Chateau Neuf de Pap. Shiraz, Grenache, Mouved was grown in Chateauneuf in bush vines. So when we've transplanted it to Australia, we've we've said, well, this is how they grew it for the best wine of Chateauneuf Mm. de Pape. So let's emulate that. So how are they still doing a lot of bush vine there or is it mainly on trellis now? Um, For volume, you can go to trellis if you are – planning and you're planning a vineyard solely for high-end ultra-premium wine, then you can go bush. Yeah. I have a friend in Spain, he's in Calatayud, and he probably about 15 years ago now bought up as much old bush vine from unirrigated sites as he possibly could because no one wanted to farm them anymore because mm. it was too hard. And so now he's sitting on this history yeah. of Spanish yeah. Grenache. Awesome. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so let's this, just try. This is quite light in colour. It is. Mm. Smells quite nice. Pig fruit bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, cherry fruit driven. Tannins are soft. Acids soft. Alcohol's high. Alcohol is high. It's, it's 14, but, yeah, yeah it feels it feels warm. No, this, is, this would make a really nice blend, this Grenache. Yes. As I always say, though, I'm so critical of single varieties. You are. And I think Grenache. for me, Grenache is GSM pips, yes. straight Grenache. Yeah. That said, my friend Norrell, um, he makes straight Grenaches, but the vines are – you know, he gets like two bottles per vine, so yep. there's there's such a level of concentration. It's yeah. not like this. This is all about the fruit. So um, this is $28, so nice and affordable. What interests me is that it does say bushfire Grenache on the front. I wonder how many people know what bushfire means. Um, not many, Enough. surely. Enough, do you think? Yeah. Um, it also says that it is made with a number of special old bush vine Grenache vineyards, so it's worth pointing out, Meg, how old is um, old vine? Well, <laughs> it's not defined. Yeah. The Barossa has um, now started to define it, so we have the ancestor mm. material, which is uh, the original planting is over 130 years old, so yeah. we have the oldest vines in the world in Australia. Mm-hmm. Just to give you some perspective Vine, at about 50 years, we look at replanting yep. because productivity decreases, it becomes harder to manage, so we just pull one vine out and we replant it. So you have a replanting program. You don't pull your whole vineyard out because yeah. you're not going to have any crop for a number of years. Yeah. Um, but around about that 50-year mark, um, for me, the sweet spot for fruit mm-hmm. is – that 30 to 50 year mark. And so in the Yarra Valley, that's where we're sort of sitting at the moment with our Chardonnay and Pinot. And I think that's why they're singing. They're just absolutely yeah. extraordinary wines. If you look at the Cabernets and the the Malbecs and the, the Yarra Yerings and Yerringbergs, they're now 50 years old. Mm. I was talking to, um, well, I emailed uh, Marianne from Wonturner Estate the other day. I'm mm. trying to find out who planted the first Chardonnay in the Yarra. And her dad planted it in 1969. Okay. So she thinks it's the oldest in the world. Wow. We don't seem to have that information, which I think is crazy. Anyway, that's uh, we say that's old. In the Barossa, they just scoff and go, Oh, my God, I know. (laughs) No. The second one we have is from 1929 vines, and the third one is from 130-year-old vines. I mean, look, even this one, it says they use some vineyards that date back to the 1920s. That's crazy. For a $30 bottle, that is crazy. Yeah. You know what? I love the prettiness of this wine. Like, I really love the florals and the red. It's just that alcohol's a little high for what it is. But, um, man, it is really beautiful flavours. So now we're moving to the Yalumba Vineval Grenache. So the vine, this is a special vineyard site known as Block VG04 in the tiny Barossa Valley sub-region of Vinevale. Um, these vines are from <laughs> 1929 and 1949 year old. That is so old. So 1929, how old's that? Nearly 100 years old. Yeah. 1949 is nearly 60 years old. Wow. Old. They're old. Um, 
it's all about the subtleties of whole bunch fermentation. And I like to meet him. Blah, blah. It's all just one making. What I'm expecting from this super heavy bottle. So lighten up. Uh, these guys are on a big sustainability. Yeah, they thing. have some really good sustainability stuff. That's interesting. 2022. Yeah, well, they're the ones who've got organic and biodynamic. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Anyway. Consumer I, demand, Mag. It is. Well, you it's heard a me thing. a couple of weeks ago talking yeah. about we're going to be forced, and I think it's fantastic. So that all you marketers and <laughs> but people won't notice. It's like unleaded petrol. You know, we always had lead in our petrol, and everyone said your car won't go as fast, and then suddenly it's all yeah. unleaded, and it's we're used to it. People won't notice if all of us do it. Exactly. But people will notice. If you're holding one in your hand and then another one in your hand, it's just psychology. The heavier one feels better. So we all need to agree as a industry to just do it. Well, that's why it's great that I'm holding up my phone to yeah, show no, me all the evidence. Yeah, um, that's why it's podcast great that the retailers have done it. Anyway, <laughs> this is a 2022 <laughs> Vineyard Grenache, and already oh, it smells. Yum. There's lots of that strawberry fruit, but again, there's that earthiness. Yeah, there is that I expect from. A higher quality Grenache. It just, but it's got perfume. Mm. Like it sings. That is bloody beautiful. There's a, mm. there's some sort of herbal, almost like a jalapeno note. Oh there's my a god, spiciness. I know. How good is that? Yeah, that is jalapeno. I think that's it. Like, oh my god, yum! And you know what? This one's four and a half percent, but you can't tell it. It's it's actually no. really well integrated. My god, this is delicious. This is forty bucks. This is a great forty dollar wine. That is beautiful. That is Grenache at its best. And obviously, this Vinevale area, which I don't really know much about. Yeah, um, being a sub region, these older vines is it's taking away. <laughs> what, a, the, what a creative name for Vinevale. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's like. You know when you're in your teens, you're a little bit gaudy, a little bit flashy, you haven't quite found your style, mm. this wine's transitioning into its 30s where it's kind of happy with itself, it's got its little style, it knows what it's it's all about. That is a beautifully put together wine and it is high alcohol and it does give a little bit of warmth but when you hold it in your palate. It's not, yeah, I totally agree. It, it's, it's not super obvious and it's it's juicy, but it – and often these juicy wines can finish quite short, I find, which I don't mind. I still quite like them. But this actually carries. That oh, juiciness it's, carries. It's superb. That 40 is, bucks. There we go. Yeah. So now we've got the the tricentenary Barros and Grenache Ancestor Vine 2020, crafted from 820 – Old bush vines. So it's from 820 vines. Oh, oh, that's not many. Planted in 1889. Handpicked parcels from a single two-acre vineyard block. You have to handpick bush vine because yes. you've got nothing to pluck with the machine harvester. Yeah. Wow. Extended time on skins has contributed to greater complexity texture. <laughs> Man, these. Wow. 350 days on skins. <laughs> oh, my God. It's only $65. All these wines are really – It's a year on skins. <laughs> like a year on skins. So, Is that right? Is that my eyesight? 350 days. Are you sure? Yeah. 
Let me see. It's hard to read the label. By the way, you lumber, lovely time, label, but too time, much information. Time on skins, 350, 350 days. days. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's a so little bit. Meg, can you give context? How long is one normally on skins? Seven days. <laughs> Seven to ten days. Post-fermentation maceration, if we talk about, you know, Bordelais style, six weeks. So what if, do you reckon they've taken out some of the skins and just left some in? Like how is this not going to taste like? It wouldn't be all of them, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. Um, but this is the thing. It would be really interesting to do this with exactly the same winemaking because obviously that time on skins is going to change the tannin profile. It smells stemsy. Yes, but it's perfume again, and mm. it's red fruit. Like it smells juicy as. That's like the Pinot of Grenache. <laughs> That's definitely whole bunch. Oh, my God, I love that so much. <laughs> oh, she's going to cry. That is so yum. Yeah, that is good. Oh Completely God, not what I was expecting. No. I was expecting, mm, this is going to sound was- rude, old man wine. Yeah. Old vines, the label's super traditional. Chunky. How Thought is there be a lot of oak. for a year and not have <laughs> no, the, the tannin beautiful. is soft and integrated and delightful oh. and oh my yeah. husband left some Nebbiolo on skins for a, a year, one barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he took the head out, filled it up, and then put, put the head back in and mm-hmm. locked it up. And Nebbiolo is a really tannic variety anyway, and it looked amazing. That, but that is, that's got perfume and lift and lovely chalky structure to it, but it's still Grenache. But it, but it bursts in the mid palette. But I think, unfortunately, we're seeing more winemaking than vineyard. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, and I guess considering the proposition, you'd want to see vineyard. But, Mike, I don't care. I love it so much. <laughs> How much is that? 60 about 65. Yeah, that is. They're all really, I mean. They're so affordable. That's the beauty about these these bigger companies. They have access yeah. to some of the greatest vineyards in Australia. Yep. Certainly Treasury Wine does. Yolumba's still a family-owned winery. Um, that they can do that sort of experiment. Mm. But it would be really lovely to see that last one made in a similar way as the previous yeah. two. Just to have a look at the vine. I effect. have to agree that we haven't necessarily seen the effect of old vines Maybe there is no in these effect. wines. I don't think there is. I think it might be marketing. <laughs> and, and and partly history and heritage and stuff. Oh, my I God. Mean, it, it, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it, you two truly know we would have to have same winemaking blind, yeah. same year, yeah. um, different okay. age vineyards. Hey, hey, Yolumba, if you're listening, can you do a little trial for us? I will t- <laughs> This time... Next year or the year after, I'd really like to know. Can you get two parcels to do? Get two parcels for us, make them the exact same way because I'd love to taste the difference. Um, That last one, I really reckon people should go out and buy that. What's it called? The Tricentenary Shiraz. The Tricentenary Barossa Grenache, darling. Oh, not Shiraz Grenache. Ancestor Um, wine. So only three wines today, but all, yeah, just three different, really different expressions. If it were me, I'd be going for the Vine Vale. 
Yeah, and look, I mean, for 40 bucks, that's still a really awesome wine. Yeah, yep. I just would be a bit upset with having to recycle that bottle, but that's okay. I'll crush <laughs> it and recycle it into jam pots for you. Yeah, no, nah, what a good tasting. And it's kind of turned, honestly, the first wine, the, the bush vine one, I was like, mm, yeah. it, it proved my point a bit about how Grenache should be funded, but the other two are sensational. But also, how much was the first one? 30. Yeah. 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 I mean, and Grenache is having a moment. That last one, yum. Honestly, if you're a big Pinot fan or like like that style of wine, you should try this. This is cool stuff. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week. We'll be back with you next week. But until next time, enjoy your next glass of wine. And drink well.